0: This episode is powered by Poddex. Talking Pop with the Franchise of Beko. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are our unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whenever you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to want to check out Poddex. You can use the promo code TALKPOP for 10% off your first order. And guys, this is a really good product, so definitely check it out. Me and Beko start using them and it's really got good ideas. So, once we get guests on, we end up being an interview deck, so definitely check it out. Like I said, go to poddecks.com, use that promo code TALKPOP to save 10% off your order. So, let's get going. Hey, what up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome to another additional talking Pop. It's the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host, Stefan Chize, and of course, is my co-host, The Most, Biko. Hello,
1: everyone.
0: Um, today's episode... Uh, pretty much we're it's gonna be discussing a training topic that's going on right now. Um, before we do that, let's um pay homage to Chadwick Bozeman. Um, of course that's like the number one thing that was over the weekend. Kind of get
2: out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, it was one of those like things where pretty much I got home from work and pretty much got my phone set up to Google notifications so it does like entertainment news updates, and it pretty much like popped out that you know he passed away Friday night. After a four-year battle with colon cancer, which I was unaware of. I didn't know he was fighting it. Apparently, he was diagnosed four years ago with stage three and eventually elevated to a stage four. Um, A lot of people on social media were um, posting tributes and sharing the news so that everyone was aware. Um, I mean, 43 years old. I mean, wow. Young actor. um. Then we had like a few films under his belt. Um, his first one was, uh, he played, um, so he did a lot of, like, TV shows and stuff. So he did, like, a few TV appearances. That's starting off, but his first, uh, break was, uh, where that uh, portrayed Jackie Robinson in the movie 42, and as James Brown in Get It Up, and, you know, Thurgood Marshall, and Marshall. So he did, like, this, like, biopic type of films. But, of course, um, he made waves in the Marvel Cinematic Universe when he portrayed, uh, to, uh King T'Challa. In the Black Panther, he first came out in uh, Captain America: Civil War. And of course, he had his breakout film in Black Panther itself, and of course, he made subsequent appearances in the two adventure films, Infinity War and Endgame. Um, like I said, and then of course, uh, he's done Twenty One Bridges and The Five Bloods, and he did. Uh, he was able to work through the chemotherapy and visiting people in the hospital. He was able to finish his film. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom which is Supposedly going to be released on Netflix but right now According to Netflix uh, I guess um, over the weekend they were gonna um, They were gonna have Like a, a preview event But they end up like having a Pretty much you know postpone it But they're pretty much gonna Schedule the movie release sometime late This year
2: mm-hmm.
0: But to give you A good little quick bio Off on chat with Aaron Bozeman That's his name Aaron uh, he was born and raised in Anderson, South Carolina, to Carolyn Leroy Boisman. Uh, his mom was a nurse. His dad worked in a textile factory, pretty much. Um, and he graduated from T.L. Hanna High School in 1995. And junior, he wrote his first play, Crossroads. He staged it at the school after a classmate was shot and killed. He went to Harvard University. He graduated in 2000 with, a, bac- with a, b- a bachelor's in fine arts and directing. And apparently one of his teachers was Felicia Rashad. And one of the things I saw that, um, that was kind of interesting was that she and, um, Denzel Washington helped raise money, the, so he, so Bozeman and his classmates could attend the Oxford Mid-Center program for the British American Drama Academy in London.
2: Yeah,
0: that's pretty cool. Because he played, I guess he played a big influence in his life, and, um. Pretty much he learned the arts, um, he lived in Brooklyn to start of his career, he worked as a drama instructor in the junior school's pr- scholars program at Schoenberg Center for Research and Black Culture in Harlem, New York. And in 2008 he moved to LA where he pursued um, his career in acting and it says here he got his first role in an episode of Third Watch. He played Reggie Montgomery in the daytime soap opera All My Children, but stated that he was fired up to concerns to producers about racist stereotypes in the script role was just going to be cast in future Black Panther Coastal be Jordan assuming a role um, he also worked in episodes oh, of yeah. Law and Order's CSI and CSI New York NER he wrote plays so he kept himself busy like in the theaters like, mm-hmm. and, and like in the arts pretty much and of course his big role was in the 2013 film of course we got Alf here <laughs> kind of he picks the good time, and every time we try to record, likes to be the center of attention. And Beagle's trying to get him down. <laughs> you gonna sit down, buddy? You gonna be good? There you go. He just says he just wants attention. All right. And it says here, like, he... Pretty much, you know... Like, he like his big role was playing Jackie Robinson, which to the point that he got credited, like... He passed about 25 hour actors to get the role... He auditioned twice, and even Jackie Robinson's widow, Rachel Robinson, commented that Bozeman's performance was like seeing Jackie again. And it says there Bozeman also started a new film, The Kill Hole. I'm getting all this stuff from Wikipedia, guys. This is what the source I'm getting from. He appeared opposite Kevin Costner in the film, Draft Day, where he played an NFL prospect. Later that year, he appeared starred as James Brown and got an optimism of singing and one of his own dancing. In 2016, he starred as 12 at the 80s of Titian Mythology and Gods of Egypt, and of course 2016... He portrayed Marvel Comics character Shala slash Black Panther with the Captain America Civil War being the first film in a five-picture deal with Marvel. He headlined Black Panther in 2018, which focused on the character in his home country of continent in Africa. The film opened to great anticipation, becoming one of the most highest-grossing films in the year in the U.S. He prized the role of both Ward and Avengers Endgame, which were released in 2018 and 2019, respectively. Both films were the highest-grossing of the year. They were released, with Endgame going to become the highest-grossing film of all time. He starred in 2019, 21 Bridges, as an American action thriller directed by Brian Kirk. As a New York City um, Police Department detective, shut down in the impetus, 21 Bridges of Manhattan, to find two suspected cop killers. In um, 2019, was announced he was cast in the next fil- Netflix war drama film, The Five Bloods, directed by Spike Lee. The film was released on June 12th of this year. Lee in Choosing Bloods from the Divine Character, Storm Norman said, The character is heroic. He's a superhero. Who do we cast? We cast Jackie Robinson, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and we cast Chala. So, pretty much, this, this legacy speaks for himself. Um, it just sucks that it says here it was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer in 2016 and got progressed to stage 4 before 2020. He never spoken publicly about his cancer diagnosis during treatment involving multiple surgeries and chemotherapy. He continued to work and complete a production for several films, including Marshall, The Five Bloods, My Black Bottom, and others. Both of them died at his home as a result of complications, to colon cancer, on August 28 with his wife and family by his side. Um, yeah, it's one of those things where I know we're at a time, it's like we're losing a lot of people right now, either coronavirus or, you know, accidents or in this case in point, cancer, you know, cancer is something that, you know, you can try to control it, but it always finds its way to strike back. I mean, like I said, with Chadwick Boseman, only known from the Black Panther films. I have not seen 42, which I definitely need to check it out. And also the one he did with James Brown and Thurgood Marshall. i seen trailers for those.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: By I know him as T'Challa, a best Black Panther. So, And i seen, like I said, I've seen things on social media where I think someone did a comic about it. And it was kind of cool. There's a lot of good tributes to him online by his fellow colleagues in the entertainment business. A lot of good tributes by him. And Josh, Gad, yeah, like, he shared something on his Instagram. Like, I guess the last few texts that Chadwick um, sent him. about the weather and stuff. So, I guess he shared that on his Instagram. So, definitely check that out. It's really, really sad. And, you know, all prayers and condolences to his family. And, to of course, to all the fans, you know, all around the world. And it seemed like, basically, I see now, it's like I saw, like, kids with, like, they were doing, like, tributes to Black Panther to the point they had, like, all the Avenger figurines and, of course, the Wakanda Forever salute.
1: Oh, yeah, I've seen that, too.
0: So, yeah, just wanted, we wanted to take this time and talk about that. I don't know if you yeah, guys said any words about them before we move on.
1: Um, <clears throat> no, I just said it took me by surprise. Just, uh, it's a uh, very impactful, uh. Loss, at least for the Marvel universe, because I liked him a lot in Black Panther. Um, but yeah, just a sad loss for over the weekend. See, such a, as you can see, he was a young guy. Uh, he was only his 40, so that's pretty young. Uh, and then kind of the way he went out, it was kind of like Bowie, because Bowie went out the same way. He didn't say he had cancer until later. And he said with
0: Prince, too, he went pretty the same way. way as well. Like, Prince kept that his illness private and and then one thing I just see that uh, supposedly there's a petition online on uh, Change Dog Award that it's, it got started to replace a Confederate monument in his hometown of South Carolina with a statue of Bozeman. As of August 31st, 2020, it's collected more than 13,000 signatures with a goal of 15,000. So like I said, check out his works. And definitely check out My Rainy's Black Bottom when it comes out on Netflix. It's supposed to come out. Well, they're saying it comes out later this year. Um, speaking of Netflix, it comes down to our, our trending topic today um, based on this pod deck card. It said discuss trend topic. And one thing I've been noticing is Netflix.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. There's a hashtag called Cancel Netflix because apparently Netflix is becoming notorious for canceling shows. Um, So I wanted to run through because they announced like a few shows yesterday that got canceled. like Some are actually family sitcoms, which I'm surprised because i um, actually seen some of them. And it kind of sucks because now these shows won't have a, a closure. So, I just wanted to see. I mean, I just want to go through and um, see what other shows got canceled. Let me see if these shows that were mentioned yesterday are on this list probably. No, no. They're, they just added them on there. Okay, cool. So, we're going to go through the list. And there's about 19 shows they canceled this year. So, like I said, Netflix is a big <laughs> trendy thing when it comes to canceling shows. And so pretty much, I uh, want to go with each one. Uh, I don't know, because mostly Netflix, like he's seen stuff on Netflix, so I don't know if these shows were, if they any relevance, if you have seen them or anything. I don't watch Netflix too much, so I watch it because of the original animes and some of the shows.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So the first one they canceled was Osmosis. It premiered on March 29, 2019. It was canceled after one season.
1: Mm-mm. I do not know that one.
0: At all. That. Mm, that's interesting. What's it about? Let's we'll see. Osmosis. Osmosis. Netflix. Show. Mm, we're going top of that. Net Netflix. Oh, here we Osmosis. Netflix. Let's see what the whole premise is here. says here, it was a French science fiction web television series created by Audrey Fouchet. Uh The first season consisted of eight episodes. It was released. Let me see if I can find a plot here. Hmm. That's something I didn't know. It's everyone's season. Set in a near future Paris, the science fiction drama sees a new dating app called osmosis developed that can decode true love, digging deep into these users' brain data to find a perfect match with 100% accuracy. But there's a price to pay when letting an algorithm decide whom you love. Using technology that can access the your most of your mind, and your best-kept secrets. Hmm. Interesting. You can tell this is like an international film development. Like I, I mean, they got a lot of shows on Netflix. A lot of them are internationally made. Like, there's some Spanish shows on Netflix as well. They're made in Spain or even Latin America. I didn't know the show was on there. <laughs> yeah. But the premise sounds interesting, but it kind of sucks that, you know, they just can't the one season. Yeah, which it's kind of weird because it's like it's interesting for the fact like with Netflix they don't show they, like Netflix won't share its viewership numbers. It's like I'm thinking they're not even taking that to heart. I think they're just looking at more at the production wise and money wise and they can sing their teeth in basically. So I'd never heard the show. It looks interesting to watch. Definitely, guys, check it out. It's only one season, so hopefully you guys can check it out. All right, next one will be Mortel Premiered on November twenty first, 2019. This is a list from GameSpot, guys. So, those can't start after one season. Martel. Today, so they don't have descriptions the They Just put the, t- the titles. Martel. Here, television series. It's another French series. This here. Two teenagers, Sofiane and Victor, make a pact with, with a voodoo guide, Obi, to allow him to solve and revenge of the apparent murder of Sofiane's brother, Rita. Is, see Sofiane is given the power by Obi to manipulate other people's actions, while Victor can read minds. Can read minds. Both however must be present near each other for the powers to work. They also list up a who practices voodoo with her grandmother so they may be free of the grip that Obi has and then banish Obi from the world. So again, this is another French-produced Supernatural series, I'm guessing. Hmm. Oh, it sounds like an interesting premise. It's basically, like I said, basically two kids, you know, they want to know what happened to her brother. She wants to find out what happened to her brother. Apparently they um, summon the voodoo god.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't be so bad. It's all right. It sounds interesting, but I guess much farther got canceled back to our season,
0: either. It's funny because they originally were supposed to come back for a second season. Shit. Wow. Quick X. Quick X. All right, number three uh, will be Marianne. 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 Never heard that one either. It's like a lot of these like, international dramas that Netflix had. You A know, French web series, okay. Ooh, this one was good. A famous horror writer who is lured back to her hometown discovers that the evil spirit who plagues her dreams is now wrecking havoc in the world. So it's like another horror fiction show. And the sales cancel canceled after one season. Yeah, canceled after one season. The premiere is September 13, 2018. Wow, okay. Interesting. Number four, soundtrack. Neither. Never heard that one either. Looks like it premiered on uh, December 18, 2018. Canceled after one season. So, a musical drama series explores the love stories connecting a ec- eclectic group of people living in Los Angeles. Flashes reveal how the characters came to be in the present day, which often involves attempts at romance. Diverse disparate members of the group had their lives told through music that lives inside of their hearts and minds. Soundtrack features performances of songs by such musical legends as Whitney Houston, Dolly Parton, and Joni Mitchell, along with contemporary artists like Demi Lovato and The Weeknd.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm cancel They are
0: canceled after one season
1: uh
0: number five uh spinning out come here on January 1st of this year Cancelled after one season oh my God what's going on with Netflix here man it's, see this is like spinning out American this is an American series I's just wow, money. Uh, figure skating olympic hopeful struggles with balance, family love and fragile mental health or dream of winning takes a dizzying hold mm. hmm interesting sucks that it's like these shows like you don't see and it's like they end up getting cancelled <laughs> yeah
1: uh
0: number six uh AJ and the Queen AJ and- Nature and the Queen. Interesting. American comedy drama series. It says here... Robert, a luck drag queen, performs as Ruby Red, prepares for a new adventure, heading out on a journey in a van across America during Robert's trip a talk... Talking ten-year-old stowaway AJ, Ruby gets a chance to step back into the spotlight along the way, and AJ comes up with a crafty plan to earn some extra cash. The tour hits a snag as the vehicle rolls into Texas, and it comes to an end when Ruby competes in the Miss Drag USA pageant. Hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: It's kind of, one of like like that's kind of like those buddy comedies, kind of. Yeah, what's it like? like the premise is interesting. It's like a drag queen, you know. Tries to make it big and ends up getting a stowaway, and Kampai explores that friendship. Yeah, so bad. And they got canceled. <coughs> At the one season? Yep. And premiered this year, too. Yeah. Number seven, Messiah. Okay. Messiah. Damn, they
1: got canceled, too.
0: You heard of that one?
1: I've heard of it, yeah. I heard it was decent. go. On. I never
0: watched it with some guy. I think they thought that he was Jesus. A CIA officer investigates a charismatic figure whose followers believe he can perform miracles and maybe a divine entity or a dangerous con artist. Yeah, there you go. Kind of like
1: that. So they thought... Mark
0: Burnett. That name Mark Burnett, you could tell he worked on, you know, he worked on that one, sh- the, that one show, The the Bible. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So he was pretty much trying, they're basically just trying to see, they're trying to debunk like if it's actually miracles.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Michelle, man, was on this show too? Oh. So. Oh, that got canceled after one season. It was a thriller. That's how they have it defined. Okay. Number eight, October Faction. Premiered January 23rd, 2020. Canceled after one season. October Faction. See, it's like these shows I'd never heard of. Monster Hunters, Fred and Dolores, and Alan Tangle with evil and family drama. Their teenage twins based on the comic book. Also, oh, it's based on a comic.
2: Hmm.
0: You got canceled at the one season. Okay. Have you seen that one? Nope. V Wars. Hmm. Premiered on December 5th, 2018. Canceled at the one season. V-Wars. It's all
1: very strange
0: show names, but no, i never heard of that one either. Mm. V-Wars. sounds like, like a cartoon. No, it's an actual live action series. It's a sci-fi series. It says here, A doctor's pitted against his best friend when an ancient disease turns people into vampires. From the comics by Jonathan Mayberry and Alan Robinson. So it's based on a comic. Mm. Nope. So pretty much it tackles the idea of vampires and stuff. Okay. Uh, they're canceled the one season. Wow. She's <laughs> like, these shows got canceled yeah. the one. Another
1: one by the desk.
0: Turn Up Charlie. Turn Up Charlie? Premiering on March 15, 2019. Canceled one mm-hmm. season. I think that's the one with uh, Idris Elba. Nope. That's the one with Idris Elba when he's like a DJ or something. And then he ends up becoming like a nanny or something to somebody. I think that's nope. what it is. I remember there. that. That's a trigger for that one. Turn up, Charlie. You could be right. Mirror series. Yeah, you a struggling DJ and internal bachelor, he gets a final chance at finding success, planning to rebuild his music career. At the same time, he's luckily becomes a nanny a manny to Gabby, his famous best friend's problem child daughter. The spoiled girl is wise beyond her years, pushing the boundaries and the sanity of her nannies to the extreme in order to get to the attention of her neglecting and career-driven parents. Eater's what was in there, Frankie Hervey, Piper Parabo, JJ Phil hmm. Not bad. No,
2: I've never seen it though. Damn
1: it.
0: Astronomy Club, The Sketch Show. Never Astronomy Club. I guess it's like a sketch show. I'm guessing either sketches canceled to one season. Next in Fashion, premiere January 29, 2020. Canceled one season. I'm guessing this is like a,
1: Next
0: like a reality show, probably. Sure. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Canceled after two seasons. The Sabrina show? Is yeah. Show
1: already? Yeah, after two seasons. Damn.
0: Yeah. I thought that was
1: pretty critically...
0: I thought it was good, because it was by the same writers who did Riverdale, and supposedly sets, it has that dark tone and Riverdale's portraying on the CW. Of course, it became too extreme for Netflix. So. Because it's based on the... I mean... Of course, when it comes to the property, like taking something from the Archie publications, but you notice now with the Archie publications, like a lot of the characters are making like even more realistic and more darker, and this kind of fits the bill. Like honestly, the I think of the new comics are Sabrina, it's a, it's like a darker tone. Mm-hmm. I thought being on Netflix would kind of help it out as well because they had the same writing team as the people who worked on Riverdale and how they turned Riverdale like almost like Twin Peaks type of thing. was surprising that this show got like, canceled after two seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, you probably watched this show. Number 14, Patriarch for the Sodom and
1: Yeah, I got really sad with that one being canceled. I actually really Six seasons, it. though. And so long. And I thought, would, I mean, albeit it wasn't so much of an original format, uh, but the concept it being kind of similar to Acts like with Trevor Noah and Jen Oliver and, and what The Daily Show was. But it was, I think... It still stand, stood its ground on Netflix, it being, uh, still covering good topics that not a lot of people may have been able or aware of or weren't able to do a, a quick little deep dive into it, and he kind of gave it a good little spin, and the writers for the show were good, and the, the clips were good, the, the mm-hmm. skits weren't terrible, they are all really quick, so it seemed nice that he jam-packed, like, a good solid, uh, half hour or so of good material, um. And it's just sad. I mean, six seasons, I'm like I want to say like maybe 10 episodes, 13 at most. So mm-hmm. it was pretty really quick and good topics nonetheless. But um, maybe he'll come back. I don't know. It, it's sad to see him go, but I always liked it. Maybe he'll go come back and do another stand up special. Who knows?
0: I've seen his stand up. Yeah, I actually like his stand up. His stand up was really and good, yeah. Yeah,
1: Network to pick him up. Maybe Comedy Central might pick him up for a little bit. Who, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know. He may come back, but maybe somebody, he he won't be gone. Um, that's for that. I'm just sad that Netflix kind of just like gave it a boot. But I don't know what their what their angle is when it comes to what they want to do with uh, shows like that. Uh, I guess what would you call those kind of reality talk? It's
0: films? like a pro, it's a political satire show. Sure, think about it. It's yeah, what it is. It's just political, political satire. That's cool. basically what it is. It's just satirical news. It's like, it's like taking something news and put your satirical spin at it. Basically, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It's you know. That's pretty much what the show is. I I've seen a few episodes of it. I liked it. I mean I like to stand up as well. So hopefully he does end up going back to like doing stand-ups again and or writing for other shows. So wow, after six seasons, that's the longest one I've seen so far.
2: Yeah.
0: Um so far on this list. Um number fifteen, I am not okay with this. Mm. Oh. I think it might be one of those like, teenage dramas. Uh, Number six was The Society. It premiered on May 10, 2019, canceled after one season. Let's see what that is about The Society.
1: This sounds kind of creepy. Uh,
0: Let's see what this says here. Okay, Bustles of Connecticut High School students head off for an extended camping trip, but a storm forces them to return home. Upon their return, Mm -hmm. the teens realize that all the town's adults are gone in this modern take on Lord of Flies. Their newfound freedom is fun at first, but quickly becomes dangerous. When they struggle to figure out what has happened to them and how to get the town back to normal, the teens must establish order and form alliances as order to survive. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Order Flies I never read that book
1: <laughs> So that one was stuck on an island with the kids mm-hmm. on an the island they make their own rules because their parents are not there so they're kind of gone so it's like that
0: it's kind of like that it's concept. a modern
1: take but like yeah the kids are older because I think in the book they're not they're like been pre-teens
0: mm-hmm.
2: I want to say
1: and I think in the show that they're like you know, high school seniors at best Yeah. I don't know. it looked from, from the, I saw a cover of it it looked like it was pretty young. Yeah, young enough. And then again the book, but yeah, that's an old one.
0: I think I, I think I read it in high school. Oh, one of those because it's a small,
1: it's a short read, mm-hmm. but it's good. Okay, number seventeen, Alter Carbon. Damn, they canceled
0: that one. Premiered on Damn. February second, 2, twenty eighteen. Canceled after two seasons.
1: Damn.
0: I heard so much about Alter Carbon. Yeah, it
1: was a pretty good show too. It's
0: like something that I think, even to the point that we're gonna do like an anime based on it as well because the way the concept is. It's the, right. the character gets to like, change appearance or something? Mm. From Ridley Scott. More than 300 years in the future, society has been transformed by new technology, leading to human bodies being interchangeable and death no longer being permanent. Takeshi Kovacs is the only surviving soldier of a group of in, elite, interstellar warriors who were defeated in an uprising against the New World Order. His mind was imprisoned for centuries, so an impossibly wealthy businessman, Lawrence uh, Bancroft, offers him the chance to live up again. Kovacs will have to do something for Bancroft, though, if he wants to be resurrected. Bancroft's request of Kovacs is a sol murder. Bancroft's Ultra Carbon is based on Richard K. Morgan's cyberpunk noir novel of the same name. Then you had, you know, Joel Kinnaman portrayed him in the first season, and then they had Anthony Mackie um, betrayed him in the second season. Which I I have to see it, but it's like it's kind of like almost like kind of like almost like Doctor Who in a sense, where you know you can have different actors play the same character. Yeah. This is the how Doctor Who pretty much did that, you know, because when the original Doctor Who it was like the first series, um, the actor who him was getting to the, was getting old to the point that you know he started flub his lines and his behavior on set was being like irrational to the point they had to come away um for the character you know again or act to portray that's what they came up with the whole regeneration like a doctor like the time lord gets a chance to regenerate to a new body but he retains the memories from the previous incarnation so i think this has the same concept but it takes like a sci-fi spin in it which is kind of cool it looks interesting it sucks it's only two seasons
1: yeah it's sad
0: probably could have done more but like i said we don't know what the numbers are netflix does not share their numbers they always say, oh, we're going to cancel the show, but they don't show what, the, you know, like Nielsen will show, like, the ratings, like, what's the trending thing. They'll say how many people watched it. In this case in point, Netflix Hard doesn't show it, so it doesn't show the viewership. It's kind of, it kind of, like, plagues me to see when you go on Netflix and you see the trending. Where are those based on? Based on what's being viewed or based on what the workers are putting on? Do you know how they have, like, the top 10 trending on Netflix? Like, if they have the whole top trending list or something? Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's. The workers are putting out, it, or is based on viewership?
1: I, I would hope it's. I would hope um, honestly they do both. Mm-hmm. I think for them, um, since they're kind of playing, fighting against this game of trying to stay relevant against other stream services that are starting to collect other things, because they got to play this uh, cat and mouse game of acquiring established properties while pumping money into producing their own original content. And then where their main popular ones, such as like Stranger Things, um, what's another one? Um, Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy, I guess, kind of got thrown in the forefront as well. Uh, Queer eyes always getting a new season. Um, I'm trying to think of like a reoccurring shows. But then we get popular ones like Slime, Santa Clarita died that got canceled, and that was pretty critically liked. Um, Dead to me is, I think is is like this new forefront, Darling I want and push in the front, uh, Dolinda Cardellini and,
0: um. Um, and Christina Applegate. Yeah,
1: the comedy, dark comedy. I was
0: trying to uh, see that one, I heard it's really good. Yeah, it's got like an an Emmy or something.
1: Uh, so, uh, you see them kind of prioritizing which properties and kind of even them playing the Game of Thrones act and canceling whatever. I guess you could say fan favorite, such as I, 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 have friends who've watched Alter Carbon, so it's very surprising. Well, I guess I can get into it now. It's only two seasons, but now it's kind of like, uh, uh, but
0: but I like about at least it's, but I like about most of the stuff is either based on the books, like that kind of helps because at least you can go back and read it just to get an idea. But it kind of sucks because it's like it's like with me when it's like there's like animes where it only runs like twelve episodes. And that's it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they only take certain parts, and that's it. Like, it doesn't get another season. So, like, it makes the reader like, the viewer know, hey, I wish they made another season now. But what's cool about it is at least you can go and read the manga or read the line now just just get a better, just continue the story. But there's something that I've seen that pretty much I had to go and see if they have a manga of it and just to see really what happens. Because sometimes there's times where it just ends after one season, that they don't come back again. Because the way how Japan does it, I don't know how Netflix Japan is run too. I don't know if it runs the same way, but it's like when manga—it's rated by people. It's not rated by like the publishers. It's they. What they do is, I, anime I think these do the same thing because um, they probably do a rating thing on the anime as well. They probably take like feedback and stuff from viewers, where they take that like in Japan. They take that very seriously when it comes to like feedback and stuff. They take that seriously, um, like with with manga. Like when they do a manga, when a manga creator does that. Um, he writes a chapter. It gets published in a magazine. Magazine released weekly. What the magazine does, they put a card in there, and you rate based on you know you like this chapter, you hate this chapter, and detect their heart. And pretty much they work and see if that show keeps, if that series keeps going on, if another chapter gets added. It goes back to like the editor. Editor didn't talk to the monitor. Hey, they really love this chapter. They give them the feedback, say hey, they really like this, so keep going with it, or we need to change this up. There's still points where a lot of manga does end early... Because you know it's based on, on feedback... Or it gets to the point where they don't make it... And they have to make a... Then the mangaka has to like pretty much you know... Wrap up the story... And work, work on a new project... But there it's based on feedback... Here it's like Netflix... To me... They're not listening to the viewer... I'm sorry... It's like They don't listen... They're either... Canceling shows based on production costs... They're probably looking at the numbers... Like financially wise, and of course with COVID it doesn't really help right now because you know production's probably so different now. It's like what I read oh, I was listening to Mark Marion and talked about how with shows right now, most of the time they'll always certain lot of people could be there at a time or one crew goes in, gets everything ready, they leave, then the next crew goes in, like the actors go in, and do their stuff and then they, they leave and you know post. Yeah,
1: they kinda of just segment the time.
0: But here like I was saying it's like it's like pretty much I don't know if they're doing it as a financial standpoint, wider casting these shows. I like I said I wish they can at least share a number saying, Hey, are the viewers actually watching this Are they're engaged with it? You know, just to see if they're actually watching the program. But it's like, you know I know like there's people out there that'll put like these petitions saying, Hey, please be back. It works. There's times that it does work where they do a petition, they do bring it back. But to me it's just they just saying that based on these shows so far, a lot of them are like dramas. Like horror, like sci-fi. It's like, come on! It's like, it's a, it's a good variety mixed. All right, let's move on because I'm like, like i definitely gonna check out Alter Carbon to see how it is. Mm-hmm. Just check it out. And probably read the books. I bet you the book series is really good. Um, number eighteen, Ashley Garcia, Genius in Love. I <laughs> don't
1: know
0: what that is. Uh, canceled the one season. Um, basically, I seen it because the fact is, I guess, um, the guy. Who wrote it? Like one of the writers on there, one of the showrunners on there is on these other programs shows on Netflix called Family Reunion. There's another one called. Let me see, look it up. Looks like it's one of those like sitcoms. It's like what happened with um, Day at a Time. Mm. After so many years on Netflix, they got can't, and they and they let go and went to like and then a uh, TV uh channel pop channel picked it up for a new season. Oh. Like the one with Gabriel Moreno and like the modern version of it. Yeah. But with a little Hispanic background, which I like because it's like they're diverse. Let me see this. This is what happens. This is Ashley Garcia. So I'm like, really, guys? You're trying to appeal to the Latin American community? You're going to cancel this show? Come on. It's not enough representation for us, man. Come on. Garcia. Let's see, Ashley Garcia. Yeah, with Genius in Love. Was I seen it just because they I guess they did this whole like um, crossover thing with all the different shows also it comes on Netflix uh, teenage robotics engineer and rocket scientist I uh, actually to see it moves across the country to work for NASA and lives with her uncle a high school football coach program creator Mario Lopez created the program mm. Wow crazy how that got canceled Yeah, and it's like a, it's like a sitcom. It's like a sitcom, like a modern day sitcom. Kind of like what is it called? Ashley Garcia, Genius of Love. It came out like this year. Hmm. And one thing I did see, I actually enjoyed um, the last one. on The list is the Big Show Show, which I remember because you know I listened to Steve Austin podcast and he was talking about it. And he had the Big Show on, and he was talking about how like he, Paul White, you know, the Big Show, you know. He doesn't have that many years left in wrestling, and then he wants to pursue other, like, acting stuff. And, of course, WWE had a relationship with Netflix at a time to create programming. And I like the premise, because it pretty much—it was a comedy, and he does do a good job in the show. Like, he—definitely check it out, dude. It's really good, because it's, like—it's, like, his character, but he's retired. And, you know, he's, you know, pretty much staying at home, you know, helping his wife. His wife works, like, in real estate, and pretty much helped raise the daughters— and then a uh, daughter from his, like, previous marriage moves in with him. So kind of like, you know, kind of like, kind of like a little, little Brady Bunch type of thing. And, you know, he's trying to help be there for them. And at the same time, it's like he's retired, so he's trying to find things to do. Yeah. He's retired from the ring. But it was really good because um, it's got that comedic aspect of it. I mean, the dynamic between the act, like, between, you know, Paul White and his family. Like, his TV family's really good. Um, Even he praised it because he's like... It was fun, you know, hanging out with them. It's like, they're my real daughters, and it's like, I care about them. It's like, they had Jaleel White in there. That was, like, his friend, mm-hmm. Steve Urkel, so it was kind of cool. He was, like, his buddy that was, like, I think he's one of his... Was he goes to his gym, and, like, Jaleel White's, like, his trainer or something. So he helps him stay in ring shape. It was cool, but then he had, like... When he went to an episode, he had most of his guys. He worked with the ring, make a guest appearance, like Mick Foley. Mark Henry made an appearance, and there. Rikishi made an appearance on there in one of the episodes. Um, and they did a crossover with him and uh, Mr. Iglesias' show, like Gabriel Iglesias, on there too. So they did a crossover. They did two episodes of a crossover, but it was a good show. It just sucks because that was the that was the thing they announced yesterday that him and Ashley Garcia because I think the same showrunner on the Big Show show helped worked on uh, Ashley Garcia. Oh, real? Yeah. And another show that's on right now too. It's called Fan Reunion. That's with the uh, Wanda Mari twins. I think Tio or Tamara, one of them, is on that show. And it's pretty, pretty that's like a, I think it's the same writers on that show. So they did a crossover with the with the other shows as well. Huh. But it it just such a show. It's like and I I liked it. And I think they said they that most of the shows film like a Christmas episode. So they're just gonna show that later in this holiday season. Sometimes they like they'll do like a holiday special or something.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But based on this list, it's like it sucks. <laughs> It's like these are shows that pretty much they didn't get time to develop. It's like you get will show after one season, but you don't get too much character development. Cause I like the Big Show show because I like the Big Show. He, I, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, but seeing him in like acting capacity was really kind of cool. He really threw his chops on there, and like he did a good job. And I like the show. You know, it's like when is the time when you see like a wholesome family like you know sitcom on Netflix. It's like a good change of pace Like right now I like Mr. Gracious It's a really good show I know he's still filming A few more episodes He's still filming Because I follow Gabriel Gracious on Instagram So hopefully That show Doesn't because He's got a good relationship With Netflix He does a lot of the comedy specials On there so I don't
1: know
0: So who knows Maybe he'll bring They might cancel him Dude I'll be so pissed they might. Right. But it's the same thing When you know when Mar- I think this whole thing Started when Netflix started Canceling the Marvel shows
1: yeah, it's
0: true. Think about it, it's because of that, because you know Marvel they don't work on Netflix anymore because, you know, they want to expand on. And now it's like pretty much every show's not safe on Netflix. It's like right. honestly to be honest with you, the only time I watch Netflix is because of the anime shows. Right. And certain shows that catch my attention, but other than that's like well, because of the C W because you know, they got Supernatural and only for and the and the Marvel at the C W shows before, who knows if those are gonna move to HBO Max, but it's like because of that and of course the original animes it's like you know at least they got some animes that they already get the rights from from other, like you know they because i know on netflix right now they're trying to build like their anime library right now because they're trying to compete with like crunch and funimation and high dive they're gonna compete with those companies as well and that's the I thing that kind of saves them as well as that but it's like and then i saw this one i was like before we got on saw so this trailer for this one show—it's on Netflix. It looks interesting. Um, basically, um, it's in Spanish, but it's basically—I guess the killer. I guess they're trying to get this killer, whose murders he's recreating like super. His his murders are inspired by comic books. So they're, they're trying to track down the serial killer, and basically, one of the detectives has to ask his son. His son's a big comic book geek, and to help him out. Because basically, like, every kill, every murder he's done, based on the trailer, is based off, like, a a hero origin story. I forgot what it's called, but I saw it on Netflix. One of those things on Facebook would have shown, like, the quick trailer or something. Hmm. See if I can find it, but... Any other shows you saw on Netflix that you thought they should have, like, not canceled?
1: Um... No, because I haven't seen any that I I haven't watched to where they got the axe. Mm -hmm. I haven't really watched anything original in a while on Netflix. Um, Other than that, uh, I would hope. I thought Stranger Things was gonna be done. If there's anything that they should finish, it should have been that a while ago already. But uh, no, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not surprised that they made these cuts by now again that they do this it's just one of those to where man nobody's safe um but like i mentioned earlier it's 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 them playing favorites they got to go with the ones that make them the most money that obviously plays into merchandising as a whole uh we see like you see how big they got they were able to merchandise stranger things to a t and um i think they're they're what they're doing is trying to find the next show to do just that you know Find another hit, and if they find it through through either a sci-fi show or still investing in international dramas or or comedy, hopefully, who knows? But the thing is, Netflix is is going against that and that shortened window of uh, of getting other acquired shows, <coughs> and uh, losing Sorry. access into getting those into getting the um, shows that were from our past like, you know, original sitcoms from the past or um, old beloved dramas, you know, just just old properties that uh, have, have tested the, the lengths of time and are still relatively, can be relevant to the newest eyes. So right now they're, they're kind of battling and they're trying to do go through that and battling against time with that and trying to get new eyes. So that's why Netflix is just trying to curate that fast, so they're they're trying to get the clutter out but like they also do, they're also trying to invest their money right at the same time. It's so strange what they're doing.
0: Oh, this is a film. Okay. It's like their
1: their own snake biting themselves. It's so weird. But um no there isn't anything I should there isn't really a show that I've watched to where they to where I've seen that's gotten canceled Mm-hmm. I mean I watched Peaky Blinders at most, but it's not cancelled. They got a new season I think sometime last year or earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Cool. They got new seasons, so... I think they're doing just fine, but who knows. But after a couple seasons now, it would be bad if they cancel
0: it. It's called Unknown Origins. This is what the thing was called. It's a film, it looks like. It's called Unknown Origins. Came out this year. It says, A very chiseled, but somber detective must find a serial killer who leaves clues that only his mentor's nerdy comics-loving son can decipher. That's hmm. also the film. But it's like, yeah. It, it's like this trend. It's like... um. I don't know. I, like I said, this is something where it's like, it's like with Voltron. Voltron, you know, it was so cool. Like, they, it was so good, but it's like to the point when they all they announced, hey, we're going to, Voltron's ending. And this, at least, giving a fair warning, hey, this is ending, but at least it gave time for the writers and directors to pretty much wrap up the story, which they did a phenomenal job in Like, definitely check out Voltron Legend Defender. At least they gave them time to, you know, wrap up the story. Mm-hmm. And at least there's shows that... I haven't seen, like, The Dragon Prince is a good one that, you know... It's based on a book series, but that's keep going. That's still going on. I think it's going on for... Because it's based on books, and... Yeah, it's animated, but it's, like, it's really good. Because one of the writers on there wrote for Avatar The Last Airbender. And this brings to my attention now is because, speaking of that... You know, the big thing, too, was, you know... They announced, like, Netflix announced... With collaboration with Nickelodeon, they're going to do a live-action Airbender series... They were gonna have the original showrunners, the original creators, come out as producers and showrunners. And the showrunners even said, we're gonna get a diverse cast, Netflix is gonna be behind us, they're gonna let us do the way we want to run it. And look what happened. Now even like last month, they bought they both left the project because all the promises that Netflix said, they pretty much pretty much turned their back, basically. They pretty much, because even one of the creators went on and it said, this is what they told us. That this is the vision we had. And Netflix didn't see it that way. It's It sucks because of all the people that we were working with. We were going to have a of cast. Um, but all the things that they promised, they pretty much want their back on it. And we had no choice, but both me and Brian had to walk out of the project. And they said, hopefully, good luck to the rest of the writers team. Hopefully, they do a phenomenal job. We'll be like you guys. We'll see how this goes. And that's what happens. Sometimes you run into those problems where pretty much, you know, You announce the show, you have everyone on board, and all of a sudden, like, the. the, Honestly, the shortlers leave because after some of disagreement. And there's times where Netflix does take a show that was on Network TV and they bring it back. Which I do have to give them credit, like the show Lucifer. It's based on the comic, based on DC Virgo, comic of the same name. And it was on Fox for a while, and then Fox decided not to renew it, and Netflix picked it up. And they, kept, and they kept teasing Netflix, like, oh, we'll pick up another season of it. We'll tease it as the final season. They kept getting teased to the point, like, fans liked that show so much, it kept coming back. So it's like, and one thing that was kind of holding them back for another season was they're going to bring back the same actor. Because the actor was kind of like, you know, the actor plays Lucifer. He was, like, contemplating he was going to come back or not. And finally he decided, you know, I'm going to come back again. I liked it. I had fun. And he's going to come back and do it again. So that I can give them a credit as well. They were able to, that's a show they were able to resurrect. Mm. They were able to ex- pretty much extend. I mean, there's some shows I can see on Netflix that I can see, I can get back behind, you know, this one show called Glitch Text. To me, I like the more anime style of shows. And I see they're, like I said, they're getting a lot of properties. I'm looking right here right now. That, I mean, even getting like some shows that they're on a cultural and stuff as well. And there's some animes I do want to see, some live action ones, like Castlevania. They did for now with Jack. I can't wait for that to come back. And then you... Like, Netflix, you had other shows where, you know... They were out for a while, but they end up... They had one of those one-off type of things. Mm-hmm. Like, right now, they got Cobra Kai, dude. Yeah. And right now, I'm looking at the... I'm on Netflix right now. I'm looking at the trending right now. That's number one right now. And... So far, this guy's topic's talking about Netflix, so... <laughs> um, Pretty much with this one, it's like taking shows that were on other networks and giving them a new fresh, new extension. Like another Cobra Kai. You know, it was on, what, YouTube original for two seasons. And then Netflix bought the rights to it to do a third season. And now they got the first season. And I'm like, I am thinking I'm still in the first season. I like it. You know, it's like, I mean, the Karate Kid films, which I haven't seen in a long time. It was kind of cool because it, it tells the story from a different perspective. It tells with Johnny Lawrence because in you know, Johnny Lawrence he was with the Cobra Kai dojo. If you ever seen the first Karate Kid, he was an asshole, He was a bully, pretty much. Because it was based on how he was brought up, and it kind of takes a fresh perspective. Like now he's someone you can sympathize with. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows you know, you know, look what happened to him now. You know he's struggling, and you know the only thing he had for him was karate. And then he sees this kid, you know, one of his neighbors getting picked down by other people. You know, he decided to take that and, you know, resurrect Cobra Kai, but with a different purpose. And of course, you had Daniel Russo there, and you know, he's a pretty much a businessman, owns a bunch of uh, the car dealerships,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and now he's becoming the antagonist. So the story. But I like the fact it does a lot of callbacks to the original Karate Kid. And I know right now I haven't seen season two yet and then there's talks that possibly getting Elizabeth Shue to come back. Because remember, she wasn't the first one, but they mm-hmm. asked her, they asked her, like, if, if they're willing, if they do reach out to you, where you're willing and She says she don't mind. Like, she don't mind being on there. It's up to them. Like, they want to bring you back. But it'd be interesting because I guess I had to watch second season, but they tease about it too, as well. Because she wasn't the first one. So... Definitely check that out. Um, number two, The Frozen Brown. Okay. Then you got these reality shows. Like, any reality show, Beagle, that you're watching on Netflix? Like, was it that one you saw on Netflix? Was it, like, a, was it on Netflix? It was, like, a game show or something about, lo- like, that one where the, the couples and stuff, they can't see each other or something?
1: Oh, Love is Blind. Love is Blind. I don't think it canceled, did it? I don't think
0: so. I didn't see the mention of it. No. Uh,
1: um yeah i saw i remember i saw that uh which was actually i'm oh, sorry Ooh. god it was one of the those sappy reality shows with the love shit that i watched that got me entertained because of the sociological aspect to it mm-hmm. um just because the experiment behind it just these people i think it was eight people altogether. Mm they we each rotated so four dudes four girls they all rotated around and dated each other and see which one's up they all got a chance and then they would they would have to get engaged before they were able to meet each other in person they would have to get engaged behind without seeing each other they mm-hmm. haven't seen each other and they're just like getting to know each other behind this wall so like they're just talking to each other so as they build this love and trust without knowing each other or without physically seeing each other first it's crazy and then it kind of plays out and that's the one that's the last one that kind of got me like, intrigued because it was like oh shit this is it's kind of wild because as it plays out longer and longer kind of goes uh the good thing about it is that there's not a lot of episodes so you can binge it pretty fast on a saturday but uh the downside is it's it's cheesy if you're not into that if you're not into the reality shows so this is definitely one if like you have a girlfriend that's good to watch it with if she's into stuff like this like the bachelor and the bachelorette and all that if she's into stuff mm-hmm this is kind of up that alley, uh, and Netflix, I think we're trying to play, they've been doing that a lot lately, they've done stuff like that, they've done shows like Dating Around, uh, they really play into that reality side, but they try to make it a little more, uh, highly produced, mm-hmm. uh, but more realistic, highly produced in a, in a, in a, in a quality showing sense, in a visually, in a visual sense, not like in a, and, uh, like, let's script this shit even more since it doesn't feel scripted too much, to be honest. But those are the things I've seen that's I don't think that's gotten canceled. I any that's probably gonna get another season. Mm-hmm. I just don't know when, especially with this COVID shit going on. Who knows? But, um, that's the last thing I've seen.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the, the thinking right now with Netflix, right now, it's like right now, I'm looking right now, they've got like, oh, they got Sister Sister on there now. Okay. And what's kind of helping it, too, with Netflix itself, like I said, branching other genres without case in point, anime or like their animation. It's like they're also the one thing that kind of helps Netflix around is their work with comedians like Bill Burr. You guys show efforts for family. And like I said, I think that's kind of drives them, too, is the whole stand up comedy as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one thing that draws people to Netflix as well It's like a lot of comedians will go on Netflix because they it's a bigger platform you can reach a bigger audience but I though know Amazon is starting to get to that point too because a lot of comedians are going to Amazon as well to launch their comedy specials but you got like art, like comedians like Bill Burr you got his show "Episodes for Family but you got a lot of his specials on there Gabriel Gliss as well his specials are on there and of course he's got a sitcom on there as well I think that's also too what's keeping Netflix as well is just these comedy specials like Dave Chappelle. He's out, he he signed deal with Netflix to these comedy specials because there's more time where it does help a person's career.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But we'll, we're gonna take a quick break real quick because it looks like um, we'll take a break for this ad. You know we got you know sponsors, so we'll take a break, come back and we'll talk about more about Netflix and pretty much wrap it up with my anime pick of the week, um, Biko's pro life tips and another round of trivia, guys. Don't so don't go away. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster looking to take your interviews and podcast episodes to the next level, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Visit Poddex.com to get your Poddex today. So right now, if you go to teespring.com slash talking Pop, and when you go to check out, use the promo code TalkPOP and save $5 on your order. Support the podcast. As always, geek on and take care. Alright guys, and we're back. Hope you enjoyed this ads. Um Going back to Netflix, like I said, the one thing that pretty much saves them right now is the comedy specials, and of course anime and also reaching nostalgia of course The Office if it not for Netflix if it not for The Office Netflix would not be trimming. or now that's all they got sister sister Moesha's on here now <laughs> so they added all of new programming as well I mean it's like they, they hit with the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. yeah, that's what kind of saves them too as well
1: they drop it at opportune times
0: mhm or like I said, like for anime, they got they get animes that you can't get anywhere else. When they announced Neon Genesis Evangelion, they got the rights to it, beating Funimation and beating like Crunchyroll for the rights to that anime because that anime hasn't been around for years to the point you couldn't even find the DVDs or anything because they stopped making them. So now Netflix gets it, and what kind of. It was, fa- it was good for people that watched the series. I remember watching it because they always showed it for a limited time on Adult Swim. For a limited time, I gotta go back and watch uh, The Genesis. The only thing that kind of makes me don't get me is the dub. I heard the dub is... The dub is horrible. Mm-hmm. What kind of ex- sucks is people were expecting the original dub cast to come back and reprise their roles, just the characters. Nope, Netflix decides to go to a new cast and they rewrote the script. Which, like kind of a lot of people would come to certain scenes... And the best way to watch it is a lot of people are saying you should watch Neon genesis in its original language and subtitle translation. Mm. Which I probably will. But kind of, like, it kind of missed this point because I like both subs and dubs when it comes to anime. I will usually watch the sub first because the way the actors, the Japanese actors portray. Because um, people don't realize when Japanese actors, when they do voice acting, they're all in one room. What it is, is there's a room, there's microphones microphone set up, and usually the ADR, usually the director says, this person, this person, you're in this scene. And what's going on cool is the other actors sit down, they watch their fellow actors, you know, do the scene. They come back, and they get coaching. Like, they give feedback to each other. Like, saying, hey, maybe next time they do, like, this way. As opposed to dub, it's normally just the actor themselves with the ADR director, the producer, and they see the scene... And they try to match the lip movements,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so they don't get that whole interactivity with the other actors to get that whole fluidity. But there's some times where there's dubs that will hit and some that will miss. Well, I'm hearing when I read about the Neon Genesis dub, it, it, like I'm not discrediting the actors, the dub actors, they were they gave their effort. It's just the writing they were giving, the tra- the scripts they were given. Not to blame on that, because yeah, there's some things like this anime was around in the early '90s, late '90s, so there's some jokes that Pi won't. Fly to today's standards. Which I understand. Japanese humor is a little different than Western humor. I know there's some animes. They're slowly trying to appeal to the Western audiences. But it's now to the point. It's like hey. we You can read so much about the Japanese culture. You can read about their humor and stuff. To the point you can watch this up and understand. Hey that's why it's funny. Why did do, do this running gag? And why is this funny? In this sense. So. In case in point with this. It's like. It's just a dabbing into an audience. It's basically what it is. Um other than that I mean other than that like another thing I saw was um Disenchantment because you get Disenchantment which is you know one of the shows on Netflix i seen you know by Matt Graining and David uh, X. A. Ayer the guys who made Futurama it was kind of cool when Matt Graining announced he worked to deal with um with Netflix to make a show and it's not like it. it's kind of funny it's like a different aspect of it but it has that charm and charming of Futurama itself definitely check that out um Rico, anything on Netflix that you're watching now that hopefully does not get canceled? <laughs> I
1: hope The West Wing isn't going to cancel. No, The West Wing, you're not. That's, no, nothing, I, nothing I've watched. I, I just hope Peaky Blinders doesn't get canceled. That's something I need to catch up on, but that's been on Netflix for years, and I don't, I don't think it will. Peaky Blinders? Yeah, it's just about Irish Irish Um, It's a good show. Sicilian Murphy, Tom Hardy's, and it comes out in a season. Uh, it, It's a good show. It, that's, like, the only ones I would be afraid of the canceling. Um, I could see a lot of them ending soon. Uh, if it is next year being a big pivotal year, for, if they start dropping new content, they're going to have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Peacock already out there. and um, HBO Max. HBO Max already having a good, uh, solid landing into the, into the jump, into the pool of uh, streaming mm-hmm. wars. And, you know, Hulu being a solid player and Netflix is, has a lot of competition and just because they're the oldest they're gonna have to kind of be the the one to have to be as innovative as possible that they can do considering that they're on the forefront of and it's it it's hard for them to lose their position now. Mm-hmm. It'd be v it'd be very critical. It's a critical moment for them to for them to lose their position right now in the market. It'd be crazy. Like, it's a crazy moment for them to do it, especially now, Uh, given that everyone's kind of home or people are able to stream shit a lot more Mm -hmm. since they are home. I mean, even with school being up and running again in some places and kids being able to stream from home doesn't mean they're not watching Netflix on the side or whatnot. You know, we all went to school, guys. We still play our distraction time. Excuse me, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen anything on Netflix, just West Wing, but I've just been on YouTube the whole time, I haven't watched anything.
0: Yeah, it's like, like I said, the only thing i right now is saving Netflix for now is like the nostalgia. Like, I, I guess they had this thing called Supermarket Sweeps, mm. which was like a 90s game show competition, which apparently was trending for a while when it first came out. Then, um, the, and then of course, Netflix has their own shows, like this one's called The Floor's Lava. So, oh, I mean, yeah, I've
1: seen that before. Yeah.
0: So they, they're taking their peek into different genres, like, into, like, a game show aspect. So that kind of helps them out as well. I
1: feel like
0: and like I said, and then, like I said, case in point, they do take, like, well, kind of, like, going back to the, going back to anime, but they end up taking new seasons from other anime streamers. Like, they got this one called Teasing Masters of Kakagi-san. They got the second season. You can only watch the first season on Crunchyroll Funimation, but you have to go to Netflix to watch the second season. Because they end up getting the the rights to it. Hmm. But looking at their list, it's like, there's the show called Trinkets. That's another interesting one as well. But And then, of course, there's their animation, too, because you got Shira, Princess of Power. Of course, Masters of the Universe is coming out soon, next year. It's got the show called Hoops. Mm-hmm. And, Hoops. and then there are, of course, you got Transformers, where So you get the Transformers aspect as well, that's kind of hitting with nostalgia, like people who grew up on watching Transformers and stuff, and He-Man, which I'm looking forward to He-Man the Universe, see how that is because it's like you know Kevin Smith's behind it, and pretty much um, yeah. they got they got a really good cast for that for that show. It's a really good voice cast. Um, have to wait and see how that comes out. Of course, Pokemon became a trending thing on on Netflix now because they got the new show Journeys. I'm guessing it's called.
1: Oh, do they?
0: Yeah, because um, it's a Netflix original, so I guess they got the rights to it. And of course, you got Panton Ward. Show on there, the guy who did Adventure Time is called uh, the Midnight Gospel. I guess it's called. Oh,
1: that's a good show.
0: I and there's one called Japan Sinks. It's a anime show that pretty much about Japan. That I think we saw, we heard that in the Trash Chase podcast about that. I um, yeah. yeah, I gotta watch it and see what they were thinking about. It. They said they watched both the English and the Japanese one. and Like you said, like shows like Queer Eye is still going on. That shows like that, and then of course you know they take properties that you know they start as films and then they do an extension to it. But yeah, um, like The Crown, apparently that show's still going on. There's another show that's been going on for a while, and I guess there's another show that hopefully does not get canceled, because it's probably doing good with like audiences and stuff right now. But yeah, um, other than that, I don't know, do you have anything else before we move away from Netflix?
1: No, um, not that I know of. Netflix just needs to uh, get their shit together, I guess. That's about it. I uh-huh.
0: uh-huh.
1: I don't have anything else to say
0: about Netflix? All right, so we're gonna go ahead and pick my anime pick of the week. Um, pretty much for this one, I'm gonna sticking with the theme on Netflix. Um, this is something that pretty much caught me off guard. You know, I'm not into Sam you know, Hello Kitty, all this stuff, but what show that? Pretty much everyone went crazy for when it came back for our third season was a retco. Basically, a retco is funny because it's like she's a red panda. She's in her 20s. She works in the accounting department in an office building. And what kind of turned me to this show? It's like yeah, it's got that serial feel like that cutesy type of thing. But it is the scenes where she's in a karaoke. She's singing death metal and like her death metal voice and everything's kind of hilarious. She just lets her frustration. She keeps like her feelings bottled in. To the point she goes to karaoke and lets it out on this death metal type of rant. Which is kinda of funny. But that's what drew me was the music itself. And it's like it kinda of like with that and like how she's struggling, you know, at her job, you know, you know, to live, like there's one season where she learned how to drive, like she wanted to learn how to drive, do stuff. And this latest season was interesting as well because she's like she gets into an accident and, you know, she has to find a way to repay the person, but she's struggling with her own. This is one of her co-workers have feelings for her, so she's trying to struggle with relationships and stuff as well. It's funny because this is like a character, she's created by the people who made Hello Kitty, but it's really good. To the point I haven't even had a Funko pop of her. So and when people saw that because come back from her season, I saw that, I saw the Christmas special It was really good. So definitely check it out. Oh, let it's on um, on Netflix itself. It's, they got third season just came out. Um watch the two seasons and also watch the Christmas special because it's a Christmas special as well. And like the music is funny and Especially the death metal When she does the death metal songs It's kind of funny Because it's pretty much She's laying out her frustrations Out When she does karaoke
2: mm.
0: And she's definitely check it out Because it's got that whole me- and, and the theme song's all in her theme song It's all It's death metal So it's not the Kisi anime song So it's get actual death metal In the song Animals are cool It's kind of like Almost like Zootopia It's like that Zootopia vibe. It's like anthropomorphic animals Living in Tokyo basically and she, like, comes around like, people that she went to school with, but she has, like, friends or her coworkers or her friends. Like, they all got different personalities and stuff. You mm-hmm. watch a dub, it's not bad. The dub's actually not bad. I actually enjoyed it. Oh, you
1: yeah, actually enjoyed
0: it? Yeah, the dub was actually not bad. It's really good. And I, I haven't seen the sub. So I might go back and watch the sub and see how the the sub is. But uh, I know one of the actresses does the voice of Voretsko. She does other voices in other animes. I recognize her, was just forgot her name, but I heard her voice in other anime dubs. But have you checked out Red Skulls on Netflix? Go ahead, Biko, with your life tips of the week.
1: Um, so I have two life pro tips. Alright. Um so for the first one, uh I like to say it's it's got it has something to do with I wanna say uh, if you're struggling with it, trying to be I guess you're pro- productive in life, or uh, you have like a, a bunch of things under on your list or you're, in your mind that you want to kind of get accomplished, but you can't figure out what to do. So the life pro protect- for this one be protect- to be what it says if you're struggling with motivation, write yourself a bunch of ridiculously small to-dos, like on a like to-do list, so you can do um, post-it notes. So, if like, if you're in, if you just can't, like, help to get out of bed, like, you can always just write little notes on your, on your, uh, on your wall that's things that you want to do. So, that way, like, you can go back and tear them down or you can always redo it. Um, my other pro tip I want to say is uh, for any pet owners out there, for spe- specifically dog owners out there. So, people with dogs... Um, dogs have a lot of nerve, nerve endings in the end of their ears ins- and inside their ears. So when you rub behind their ears, it releases endorphins and it makes them feel very relaxed. So it causes a natural high sensation. So if you want your dogs to feel good and you have like an endorphin rush, rub them inside and in the, behind their ears. That's how they like it. I feel like when you do it with cats, they kind of like it a little bit too sometimes, but they have a different reaction, not, and probably not as endorphic. But uh, for dogs, I feel like dogs kind of like it When you when you rub them behind your ears So kind of show your dog some love If you have a dog And rub them behind their ears So they can get a little high and, you know, and feel good about their day But yeah, those are my two life part tips for the day
0: Alrighty Okay guys It's time for another round We'll wrap this episode called Random Trivia Dude this is by brought to you by I think um, we have to credit um random It's a really cool site. You can um pretty much if you want to do like one of those trivia pursuits, it's good to make a thing or a game time thing to host a trivia night, especially right now with a pandemic, you can do trivia, they got different categories. So today I'm gonna to focus on entertainment because we are pop culture centric. Um so today, um this week I'm asking questions and Biko's gonna be answering. So I'm gonna take how many questions you wanna to do today, Biko? You wanna do 10 Nine. We'll do 10 today. I'm going to randomly select the question and see if Biko can answer 10 questions. All right. So in the first one I'm going to ask you, what Rolling Stones song asks, how come you taste so good? Is that Ruby Tuesday? Nope. Brown Sugar. Oh,
1: God. I not remember that. Terrible. All right.
0: Good one. Scott Rayner is the original drummer of which rock band?
1: Original drummer?
0: Mm-hmm. A witch rock band. Oh,
1: something. Scott Rayner. Mm-hmm.
0: Smashing Pumpkins. Nope. Blink One Eighty Two. He's the original. Yep. I that. Four Tries Barker. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is Indiana Jones searching for in the movie Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Is uh, That's the third one, yeah. In the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was the Holy Grail. I remember that one scene internet you choose poorly? Mm, okay, yeah. The Holy Grail.
1: hmm
0: Damn Alright, that's three... Man, you missed three already. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Uh, what is the name of Dr. Evil's cat in the Austin Powers movies?
1: Oh, Mr. Bigglesworth. Got it. Goddamn it. I don't remember that. I can't remember others if I can remember
0: that. All right, let me see if I can find a good one. Okay, on the cover of the Let It Be album, which Beatle had the least amount of facial hair?
1: It's George.
0: Mm. It's John? Yep, John Lennon. Really? What the hell? <laughs> How many was that for, right?
2: hmm
0: Okay, um let's see. Who's Fred Flintstone's best friend?
1: Barney Robo.
0: Got it. i to give you that. What comedic duel starred in the movie Stir Crazy?
1: Oh, um. He said comedic duel?
0: What comedic duel starred in the movie Stir Crazy?
1: Richard Pryor mm-hmm. and Gene, Hacken, or, uh, Gene Wilder. Got it. Uh, nice. Hmm. Of course I know that
0: too. Kelsey Grammer sings and plays a theme song for which TV show? Mhm. Sings and plays the theme song. Where is a really good musician?
1: I don't know. Frazier. He does it for Frazier. Yeah. Oh, he does sing. Wow. Why didn't I just fucking sing Frazier? God damn it! I was like, he probably does it for his own shows.
0: In Family Guy, what does Peter put in Jill's water, making him win the Special People's Game? Joe's water. Mm-hmm. What do you put in there?
1: Steroids. Uh, yeah,
2: really.
0: Let's <laughs> find mm, <probably> one that. <sighs> Terrible. Especially... Oh come on! You, you have to get this one. Paul Stanley is the co-singer for which rock and roll band? Yeah, Kiss. There you go. That's nine. So you got one more. Okay. Let's find one. Oh, I'll see if you remember this one. In the TV show *The Simpsons*, who shot Mr. Burns? Maggie. Dang it! <laughs> I got it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's a bonus question, just because. Um, oh, where did I just had it right here? Let me find it. Come on, I just had it. What's on here? Hold on, where is it? This is a good question too. This is one more bonus one. There it is. What feature star's neck is broken by Bruce Lee in the cave fight in *Enter the Dragon*? Jackie Chan. Got it. Any good, man? You missed a few, but you actually did good this week. Mm-mm, mm-mm, a trivia. <laughs> so, guys, that's it for this week. Um, pretty much. We'll see you um, next time. Uh, we're actually next week. We should have our buddy Ivan coming along. He did agree. We got him to come back for because there's one of those episodes well in the trending episodes right now so awesome guys I um, also want to thank our listenership now in France and Peru now joining our listenership as well there's a shout out to you guys for tuning into the podcast on that um I want to thank our sponsor Poddex and Anchor as well for sponsoring our podcast um you can check out our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash talking pop we got t-shirts we got hoodies right now especially it's gonna get colder later we are in september so definitely if you get the use that promo code talk pop you get to save yourself like uh, five bucks off your order on teespring so definitely support us on there make sure to follow the podcast on google apple spotify anchor or whatever you get your podcast fix we do a facebook page which is facebook.com slash talking pop so definitely um Definitely check us out there for any notifications when we do future episodes. Once again, thank you for joining us this week. Any Beekle, any last words?
1: Um, Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Um, Read more
0: books. (laughs) Read more books. All right, guys. That's it. We're out. As always, Geek On. Take care.